G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there are some great stories to be told of people who are working in the kingdom of God using their unique gifts and talents to make a difference in the lives of people. Well, one of those stories today, Chris Wilcock makes rocking horses. He has a mission in Bilibid Prison in Muntinlupa in the Philippines, where he teaches woodwork, giving a group of prisoners life skills, work and training and the Word of God. He's joining us now. Hello, Chris. Welcome along to 2020. Oh, good afternoon. Chris, uh, you're supporting your own mission endeavour here. You've got a business in Australia, and that enables you to go into prisons in the Philippines. Yes, it's quite strange. My uh, my total mission is supported by uh, wooden horses, yes. <laughs> a missionary on a rocking horse. And I've got to say, I've looked at your website and the rocking horses you've got there in the photographs are absolutely beautiful. They're elaborate. These are the sorts of ones that are being made by prisoners as well? Oh, no, um, we can't make things lap size. The only wood we've got available is Palatina. And I asked them when they said, oh, we've only got Palatina, Sir Christopher. I said, well, what sort of tree is that? And they said, no, it's, it's old pallets. So, <laughs> so all, all our woodwork is recycled pallets, which we have to buy. Okay, so, uh, so that's what you're limited to when you're working in the prisons in the Philippines is using old pallets. So you transform those into uh, what some will describe as works of art. Well, we do um, Noah's Arks and little barns, the old-fashioned wooden toys, um, and also we make little villages. And um, oh, the latest thing we've been doing, funnily enough, is, um, is wooden crosses. But that's, um, that's a different story because I, I imported the timber from Tasmania, Ewan Pine, to make crosses. The interesting connection here with the rocking horses, of course, is those who are buying rocking horses online uh, through your store are supporting a mission endeavour that's happening there in the Philippines as you're working with prisoners. And this is the sixth year you've been going into prisons in the Philippines. Yes, it was um, just one of those things. I, I was writing um, some stories on traditional woodwork around the world and when I got to the Philippines I met someone who said, oh, my father works in a prison where there's some wonderful woodworkers. So I, I had to go and see what it was like. And the superintendent said, we're desperate for teachers here. Um, can you help? And I said, well, what can you give me? He said, we've got 22,000 men, as many men as you like, but nothing else. <laughs> so that was six years ago. Okay, 22,000 men and uh, desperation for people who are woodworkers uh, and no equipment to work with. So no, you you set about remedying that and uh, you organised some modern machinery to be imported from Australia into the Philippines so yes, that uh, these prisoners have access to some modern machinery. Yeah, well, not just that. I actually built a workshop in the prison complete with exhaust fans and proper facilities. And uh, the boys do a 12-month course with me, which uh, gives them a time off on their sentence, plus life skills for when they're released. 
And Chris, the prisoners you're working with, uh, these are some of the maximum security prisoners and uh, into the medium security. So these are not just, uh, you know, light offenders. Uh, these are there for long-term uh, jail stays. Yeah, they are, but it's a, it's a strange system. Uh, some of, I call them my boys, the prisoners, um, they wouldn't be in prison in Australia for what they've done. It was just uh, unfortunate. Uh, Self-defence is one thing which here you get away with, but over there you, you're in jail. Wow. And you call them your boys. Uh, they're not teenagers, though. These guys are, uh, these guys are really, uh, technically, they're young men and even, uh, even older men. Yes, I've got a big, big range from 25 to 62. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one of your boys, the eldest, is 62. Uh, Chris, you built the workshop in prison. Give us a little mental picture of what that workshop looks like. Well, it's about the size of a double garage, <clears throat> and uh, it's got a, a separate office. Oh, and funnily enough, there was a, a big fruit tree growing, and they said, oh, look, that tree, we, we can't touch that tree. So in the middle of it, we've got a, a tree, <laughs> which we've built around. Um but the um, the actual workshop area, it's got uh, it's got benches and uh, I think there's eight work centres where the boys work, and we've got exhaust fans and ceiling fans, so it's quite comfortable. Um, plus, it's lockable because uh, we have to be very careful with the equipment and things that they're they're not taken by other people. And of course, so, there are criminals in that place, you know. That's right. <laughs> now, these these men that you're calling your boys they end up learning a trade because you're teaching them woodworking skills and that gives them some level of remission on their sentence. How does that work? Um, yeah, they get, um, if they do the 12 months with me, they, they get, I think, three months off, off their sentence. Um, the, co- the, the college in the prison is quite something. Um, they can go from primary school through to college in the prison over the, over the years and every course they do reduces their sentence. So it's a great incentive within the prison system. I, I, I quite like it. Tell me about the pallets that you're using to do the woodworking that you're teaching, because uh, are they quality pallets? What are the pallets <laughs> made of? Is it like it's a just, pine or something? Yeah, it's just the rough pallets that you can find where they throw out here in Australia. But we have to buy them by the stick. There's probably about, um, oh, about 50 cents a piece of pallet. <laughs> and then I have to get permission to bring it into the prison. So it's quite uh, quite a serious business. And you actually did a deal and were able to get some Huon Pine into the prison. Yeah, well, I lived in Tassie for quite a few years, and I've always loved Huon Pine. And the mystery of the pine, of course, is that the Huon, the, the wood that you get is salvaged timber, and it's quite possible the tree was alive when Jesus was, was alive. So I thought that it'd be quite something to take, and so I, I got 15 kilos of Ewan pine and brought it in as luggage, took it into the prison, and I think we made a thousand little wooden crosses, um, which they then burned little messages in, like "God loves you" or "Jesus will save us," and all. And uh, the boys enjoyed it. Oh, they love making the little crosses. They're a beautiful job, and they're each wearing a little cross around their necks. <laughs> and so, in through, through the prison, we've got various people wearing. Wearing Jesus crosses, which is gorgeous. And are you able to sell those items that are made by the prisoners, or is that not allowed? How does that all work? Oh well, I bring back 
are suitcases of their little toys. Like they do beautiful little model villages and uh, little arcs and palm animals and all that. And I bring those back and I sell them at markets. But there's no like there's no money in it. Like I've spent many many times more what uh, what I get back. But anything I sell, the boys get really excited. I always send the money back to them, and so they can buy food and uh, also especially help their children who are living in terrible conditions outside the prison. Sometimes when I'm talking to people who are doing missionary endeavours, they're backed by big missionary organisations or uh, their denomination for their church, but you're funding your own mission activity here into the prison and you've rented a small house nearby the prison, you've got some staff that you've been able to employ quite inexpensively to be able to assist you in the work. Yes, I've got um, some wonderful people there that just love the work and they love God and, and they're happy to help. It's um, it's incredible. I, I love the Philippines. I love the people and the you know their faith. It's uh, you know even though they're against a lot of adversity, they they're, they're beautiful people. And uh, I'm desperate to get back there. Hey. And these young men that are doing the woodworking, and you're the one who's teaching them their trade uh, they're actually earning some level of remission off their sentence uh, but yes. you're also paying them a wage for what is happening yeah, how does that all work well i it that it helps them because their biggest worry oh there's two things one the, the prison diet is insufficient and so they they're always hungry so we we feed them every day plus the money that they get they can spend on extra food for themselves. It's very different to our prison system. The shops and all in the prison, it's incredible. And also they send their money out to, to help support their children and their wives, many who are living in the bush outside in dreadful conditions, just under, under sacks next to trees. No sanitation, no water, nothing. So those families that you're helping uh, are, are in fact, uh, they're not under some special welfare system from the Philippines state. Uh, as you say, they're living in poverty conditions. Uh, when they lose a father or a husband into prison, uh, they're fending for themselves. Yes, and or waiting outside. I think Samsung's employing over 1,500 people in the prison. There's quite a few different enterprises using prison labour. You know, I, I try the best I can to, to help, you know, but you can only do so much as a, as a single person in this situation. Now, you haven't had a great run with your own health of recent times. No, what, I, what can you share about what's been happening with yourself? Well, what happened, oh, this I think was about my 40th trip over there. I go regularly and um, I got this um, a lung infection and um, clots on the lung. I, I was only back a couple of days and I said to my sister, I think I better go to the doctor. I'm not feeling too good. And she looked at me and she said, I think I'll take you. Yes. <laughs> and so straight into emergency and... Uh, 12 days in hospital but um it's it's clearing up quite well and uh, i've been told to slow down in the meantime i had a stack of the little crosses with me so i've got both my doctors and the people in the gift shop and the nurses and people in my ward all wearing little crosses so it was a great opportunity to share the word which which i do wherever i go Sharing the word, are those Filipino prisoners quite open to sharing the word and uh, and having this input from you? Oh, yes, they love it. Look, we start every day with prayer. We um, with, with our meals, we say grace. Uh, they've all got their own Bible. Um, I was actually playing around with getting some children's Bibles which are illustrated for the ones who are illiterate. And um, I have um, my secretary there. She uh, 
she's really wonderful with them. She's teaching them English and also teaching them how to read. So it's quite a quite an enterprise. And your business here in Australia that's supporting the mission endeavour, rockinghorses.com.au, for listeners who want to go and visit the website, uh, absolutely beautiful rocking horses. I imagine you've got a, a team of staff who are doing that work here in Australia. Oh, well, there's, there's, there's the three of us, me, myself and I. <laughs> All right, okay, so, <laughs> so how many rocking horses does it take to, to be able to fund your mission? Well, if I do two rocking horses a week, if they sell, um, that, that, that supports the mission really adequately um, because they're, they're $1,750 each. So basically it costs me about $2,000 a month to run the mission. So, um, so I'm quite happy with that. Uh, and I'm just grateful for the, the God-given talent. It's fantastic that I can make you know, turn a, a lump of timber into a beautiful item. You know? And Chris, you're on your way back as soon as you're fighting fit again. In, uh, in, I in imagine the in the new year you're on your way back to the Philippines. Yes. Well, I just want to honour you because it's a great story and what you're doing is amazing. I imagine that you perhaps would like a little support, perhaps if there are some other people who might be like-minded like you. Uh, are you open to people making contact and perhaps supporting you in some way? Yes, I, I, I think I probably need it. Uh, I'm pretty well overextended myself. I've spent most of my assets on this. But I, I, it's funny, I, I don't like putting my hand out and asking for donations. I like to actually make something or the boys make something and, and they sell it and then and it's a real thing, you know. It, it might sound odd, but uh, yeah, that's just the way I am. You know? uh, well, I'll just repeat uh, for listeners that you're working with this mission endeavour in the Bilibid prison in Muntinlupa in the Philippines and uh, there are thousands and thousands of prisoners. You've actually established a workshop there and imported uh, into the Philippines, into the prison, some modern woodworking equipment. You're working with prisoners and uh, you're supporting your own mission uh, with the production of these rocking horses. Now, uh, in order to make contact with Chris Woolcock, uh, you might like to check out his rocking horse website, rockinghorses.com.au. And no doubt there'll be a link there where you can contact Chris, and if you wanted to be a supporter of his mission endeavour, uh, you could do so. Rockinghorses.com.au Chris Wilcock, thanks so much for sharing your heart and your story with us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.